Hi, welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Susan R. And I finally understood that the alcohol wasn't relieving my pain. It was the cause of my pain. I want to live a life where I can make a difference in the lives of others. That's what brings me joy. You know, I didn't join AA because of my children, but my children got the best of me because of AA. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Lee McGinnis from Leesburg, Virginia. As members of the recovery community, we created this podcast as a way to provide experience, strength, and hope through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, we interview members of the recovery community in the hope that their experience may provide inspiration. We value inclusion and diversity, and we really want to provide a platform for all the voices of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any 12-step or recovery program, but you may hear these mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Hey, before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could leave us a comment or a rating. This is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Good morning, Lee. How are you? Good morning, Mike. I'm having a good day so far. How are you? Fantastic. It's another beautiful April day. What's in store for us today? So today we have in the studio, Susan R. She's from Fort Myers, Florida, and it's April 19th, by the way. And she's going to be sharing with us on the reflection for today, which is brothers and our defects. Fantastic. Susan, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Michael. And thank you so much, Lee. Uh, Today, uh, April 19th, is brothers in our defect. We recovered alcoholics are not so much brothers in virtue as we are brothers in our defects and in our common strivings to overcome them. This is from Asville Sees It, page 167. The identification that one alcoholic has with another is mysterious, spiritual, almost incomprehensible, but it is there. I feel it. Today, I feel that I can help people and they can help me. It is a new, exciting feeling for me to care for someone, to care what they are feeling, hoping for, praying for, to know their sadness, joy, horror, sorrow, grief, to want to share those feelings so that someone can have relief. I never knew how to do this or how to try or even cared. The Fellowship of AA and God are teaching me how to care about others. When Lee first asked me to share on this particular day, I got a little bristly around the quote-unquote brothers in our defects, you know, because it doesn't say brothers and sisters in our defects. And for us AAers who have been around a little while, uh, we know that um, brothers means brothers and sisters. Um, and as I, as I read the, today's Daily Reflections, I was thinking about it a little bit. And, you know, this is really about the newcomer for me. It is about that person who, like myself, walked in on day one. And for me today, when whenever I am struggling, whenever I am in pain, and it's not physical pain that, that bothers me today, it's spiritual pain, it's emotional pain. And I've been having a lot of that lately, as a lot of us have, you know, with the pandemic. And I lost my mother recently and moving. Um, I had a child recently go off to college. Um, so it's it's been a lot of pain for me. And for me, you know, the hoping for, praying for, uh, when I ask for help, 
um, which is, I'm not one of those who has a ritual prayer life. Um, for me, when I ask for help, what I get is a newcomer. The newcomer falls out of the sky for me. When we have that opportunity, it is, for me, the biggest part of my spiritual growth. When I can help somebody through those really tough, tough times and help them to understand the life afterwards, the life after we put down that drink, that we start to have an opportunity to have the life beyond our, our dreams. That is the ultimate when you get to see that in their faces. They get to see that, oh my God, I can actually live a life without alcohol. I can actually live a day at a time without alcohol. I can find other people. I can have, I can be relieved of sadness and sorrow and grief. I can have, I can live that um, happy destiny that we, we talk about in AA. And it, it doesn't mean that we won't have grief. We won't have difficult times, but it, it, it's, a, it's in the fellowship of AA that we get that, that relief. And when we can find the sisters and brothers, the newcomers, that is where we get the opportunity to overcome them. I love all of everything you've shared. I want to express condolences. That's tough. And then sending a child off to college. I've been through that and uh, it's uh, not to be underestimated, but um, talk to us a little bit about what brought you into the program of AA. It's really interesting. I came from a a very high functioning alcoholic family, you know, uh, an academic family. Um, my father was a professor. My mother was a teacher. My brother actually was in the program of AA for many, many years. And my mother actually, who died recently, she also got sober at the age of uh, 62. So I knew about AA, but I wanted nothing to do with AA. You know, my first husband passed away as well when I was 30. And for 10 years, you know, I, I had the best reason to drink that anybody would have, you know, uh, being a widow, raising two small children by myself. And it was the misery. It was the loneliness of the alcoholic that brought me in. And I finally understood that the alcohol wasn't relieving my pain. It was the cause of my pain. And I had that moment of clarity that, that some people in the rooms hear about, you know, I just had it. And I, I got it that, that that was it. And luckily, I'd had a friend uh, for a very, very long time her name's Marianne, and she she stuck with me for many, many years of my drinking. And she was the one I called that day. And she brought me to my first meeting where I did a lot of crying. And it took a while for me to really understand that uh, I was here uh, for a spiritual journey, <laughs> not just a you know, day-to-day reprieve from, from the daily drink. But it, it was really that understanding that AA is a journey out of misery. It's a journey out of emotional pain. It is a way of life of spiritual enlightenment on a daily basis that provides us with a way to overcome uh, life's difficulties. You know, each problem is a situation that can be relieved and alcohol is not a solution and I agree with what you were saying around the spiritual nature of the program and the, and the drink being a solution until it's not a solution. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your journey into 
the spiritual aspects of the program. Did you did you have a sudden spiritual experience or was it more of the educational variety? That is a really great uh, question, Michael. For me, uh, at about four years into my recovery, I kind of hit uh, hit a wall, and I know that happens for some of us. I had, you know, put down the drink. I my problems, my daily problems, had started to subside, but I was having problems in relationship. I couldn't, I couldn't keep friends. I was having trouble at work. I didn't understand how to develop in relationships, and I was actually at an open speaker meeting and. I saw this guy from the podium disparage his wife who was in the audience. And I saw it wash over her as if it was a wave. And I looked at this woman and I said, I want what she had. I want the ability for words to just fall off my back, to be able to respond with no response, right? So I knew this woman had been through uh, the big book, Fourth Step. And she was a big book lady. And so I went up to her and asked her if she would take me through the steps of the program of the book. And she said, yes, I would be honored. And so I, I did that. And, you know, I was the kind of person who always liked to do things my own way. If I was going to do the steps, I would do a drawing or a Venn diagram or a diorama. I wasn't going to do it. You know, the steps out of the big book, the way they were supposed to be done. Um, but I trusted this woman because I trusted how her recovery showed in her life. So I said, you know, I'll do what you say. And the great thing was she took me through it in steps. Like she said, okay, go make your resentment list and then stop. When you're done at a hundred, you stop and you call me. And she wouldn't let me go farther than I needed to. And she was very clear about that. And that really helped me because I didn't take instruction well. I was, I, you know, questioning authority was something I was taught to do as a child, not learn how to, you know, take direction well. So she did a great job with that. What did you see as results in your life because of doing those things and trusting her and actually doing the inventory? Well, I was lucky because I get to, I got to watch the guinea pig experience of watching my husband go through the steps before me. <laughs> so he had a big book sponsor and we were engaged at the time. I got to watch that change. And I, and I said, you know, I could see it literally in front of me. And so I said, you know, this has got to be worth it. What I saw was a, a, a reduction in conflict. I was not at war with the world anymore. You know, in the big book, it says we stop fighting everyone and everything. That was what started to happen for me. I was starting to not be that salmon, you know, fighting, going up the stream against the water. I learned to go with the water and navigate as if I was, you know, one of those guys in a, in a boat going downstream. I could navigate would go with the flow instead of against the stream. I still can be one of those people who fights against the stream, you know, and I know that when I start doing that, 
that's when I have to go back. That's when I need a call to my sponsor. That's when I need to, what am I not doing that I need to change for today? And that means, you know, do I need to call my newcomer? Do I need to call another alcoholic? Is there something that I need to do that I'm not doing today to change that? When you're talking about the way your life has changed, it's so interesting. You know, many people listening to the podcast have have not yet entered the program of recovery and maybe they're they're thinking about it they they're struggling with a, a drink or a drug and sometimes they they believe that the program will help them with their addiction or their substance abuse and what you're talking about is is a wholesale change in the way that you live your life and a set of tools and just a, a new way to respond to to challenges in our life i'm curious if your perspective has changed i'm sure it has your your perspective of the program and and maybe talk a little bit about how, what you thought when you came in and how you're using the program today. That's really great. So I told you that my brother joined the program far in advance of me. And he had all of those bumper stickers with the slogans, you know, all over his truck. And I said, you know, I'm not going to ever be into, you know, uh, live and let live and you know, all of our slogans. And, and at the beginning, I needed the slogans. I I needed the repetition. I needed to understand how to how to live my life without alcohol. Living sober was a really important book for me. And you know, it it was a different a different set then. It it was, you know, though in those days, you know, living sober was a different thing than it is now. And to those kinds of fears have left me, you know, fear of the police following me, you know, financial insecurity left me earlier on. These days, it's bigger picture items for me. I want to live a life where I can make a difference in the lives of others. That's what brings me joy. It's no longer acceptable just to have those, you know, am I going to make sure I can pay the bills anymore? Am I not going to get the police sirens behind my car. It's more, am I going to have a great relationship with my son today? Uh, Am I going to be a great grandmother? Can I give, uh, can I give that to my grandchild? Can I give him what he needs today? Because I live a a life of recovery. So you're talking about being of service really to others, as opposed to that selfishness that we have when we're out there drinking do you do mm-hmm. service in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous today? So it was really emphasized when I first came into Alcoholics Anonymous uh, to do service. So second year of sobriety, I spent a year uh, chairing a meeting. My first year, I carried the bag of books to my women's meeting. You know, I've done a lot of that kind of service. Today, I do kind of a different kind of service. I believe working as a sponsor is really the most important service I can do today. You know, they say often don't give what you can't, what you don't have, right? And having been through the steps in the big book was one of the biggest um, things I did for my own recovery. And being a sponsor, a big book step study sponsor is a, a very big commitment. And so that's really where my service lies in AA. It also is in doing, you know, what things that we're doing right now. Um, when asked to speak to a meeting at a meeting, I always will speak. And in the larger part of 
AA, uh, I had a woman at work who knew I was in the program and, you know, I knew she was hiding bottles in her drawer. You know, when she fell apart, I had, I was there, you know, and I took her to meetings for weeks and weeks. So that's really the part of AA that's very, very important to me is to be there for the newcomer, be there as a sponsor and be there in that very, very special way. That's, that's pretty magical that you were there, that you were able to be there for a coworker. We didn't ask you, what is your sobriety date? My sobriety date is April 27th, 2005. Anniversary coming up. Well, congratulations in advance. I know we only have one day at a time. Uh, I'm curious what advice you might have for the newcomer or someone who's, who's thinking about this program as a possible solution. You know, don't give up. I really was, it was emphasized for me that um, don't drink no matter what. I had some really great old timers. uh, Stick with the women, they said. Stick with the winners. She said, don't drink unless you're, you know what falls off. And if you're, you know what falls off, put it in a bag and take it to a meeting. It was just, she would say things that were really silly, but pragmatic. She would say, tell yourself you can drink uh, tomorrow, but you can't drink today. And she would just really give me these basic concepts. And yes, they were a little bit of mind trickery, but it's all about not drinking today at the very beginning. And once you get a little bit of that, you clear up a little bit to see what the future can bring. And I needed that. I really needed those basic understanding. Uh, my mother would tell me, keep candy in my pockets. You know, she took, it was, it's those things that you read like in the Living Sober book that were really, really helpful. And, and I needed that. And because of those things, the urge for a drink left me early, I think. Going to meetings with your friends you know, having that group of friends, I had three or four ladies that we did everything together, whether it was cleaning out a house, having a yard sale, whatever it was, going for breakfast, helping each other out with activities, having a, a couple of people, you know, they say AA is clicky. It is clicky. Join a click. <laughs> you know, it, that'll keep you sober. Do it. You know, find those people who have similar interests. Go on commitments. Even if you can't speak, go be part of the crowd. That's such great advice. And um, I think it, it can be clicky, but in all the best ways. So Susan, I love your message. Wondering as we wrap up, did you have any final thing that you want to make sure our listeners hear? You know, I never meant to join AA. I was like anti-AA from the beginning. And it's funny what you think, uh, what it's going to be like. It's not what you think it's going to be like. It's much better <laughs> than what you think it's going to be like. It's so, so much better. I remember my 14-year-old coming to my one-year anniversary. And he said, he said, you know, my mom, thank you so much. This has been the best year of my life. You know, I didn't join AA because of my children, but... My children got the best of me because of AA. That's beautiful. Susan, I want to thank you for spending time with us and sharing your experience, strength, and hope. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you both so much. I appreciate you inviting me. Wonderful. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you want to find us online, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Reflection Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read stories of recovery from our community at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Please don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.